Welcome back to Standing Tall Podcast. Doug and John here. We're just, oh, he wants to say something. I was just going to say hey. Oh, hey. Hey from John. Uh, we're very thankful to everyone who listened to our first episode, and we're just glad to be doing this again. God's placed another topic on our hearts, um, particularly my heart. Go figure. I struggle all the time. I was like, we need to change the name of the podcast uh, to like Douglas's Strugglesses or like Doug Struggs. Yeah, Doug Struggs or Douglas Struggles just because all the things we've talked about, well, I guess this is only the second thing we've talked about, but everything we've talked about so far has just been crap that I deal with and struggle with every single day in my walk. Two for two. Yeah, this is two for two. Maybe John will struggle with something that we can talk about. Yeah. But until that day. Next week we'll talk about hitting your head on doorways. Yeah. <laughs> Getting haircuts from fans. That's yeah. funny. So, feedback that I learned from re-listening to last week's podcast. I say, um, a lot. All the time. And I need to quit. So, um, oh, there we go. I need a rubber band to snap my wrist every time I do that. Well, that repentance was short-lived. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to work on that. And this is also kind of funny. Uh, when I was re-listening to the podcast, John was talking, and he was making, like, a really good point. But, like, when he was talking, I was looking at my notes for the next thing to talk about just so there wasn't any, like, silence or anything. So John makes this really good point. And when he's done talking, when I'm listening, I'm like, man, that was great. What? Like, I can't wait to see what I respond to. But apparently I wasn't listening, and I was just like, okay, so next... <laughs> The next thing we're going to talk about. So I'm going to work on listening to John more because he's a wise man. Talking to a brick wall over here. Yeah. So I'm going to listen to John more. Also going to try to be a little more organized and less scatterbrained. Uh, but like looking at my notes that we have for today's episode, uh, no promises on that. I'm not really sure if I can do that. So today we're going to talk about Contentment. So you're probably like, Doug, struggling with contentment. You're right. I'm such a sinful man. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I sin. That's hilarious. But so we're going to talk about how the prosperity gospel doesn't teach us to be content in God. It teaches us to be content with what God will give us. So if you aren't familiar with what, what the prosperity gospel is, it's basically the teaching that following God just gets you whatever you want, which is... Pretty much just the very opposite of everything the Bible teaches. Um, the goal of following Jesus Christ is not what God has, but God Himself. And that's so. If you're listening to um, uh, maybe a famous pastor that preaches, you know, follow God and He'll give you everything you want. He'll give you money and the perfect spouse and all these different things. That's just not realistic, and that's kind of what he means by the prosperity gospel. Yeah, name it and claim it is just really dumb because that's just not stated anywhere in the Bible. Last episode, I said uh, just through prayer, like we're not guaranteed to get what we're praying for, but we're guaranteed that God will draw near to us and be with us, and that is enough. And that is what I think the gospel is. So we can't expect to be content unless we have a relationship with Jesus. Um, and we had... Not like a ton of people, but we had more people than we thought was going to listen to our podcast last time, and we're just very thankful and blessed. So we just want to 
tell you how you can have a relationship with Jesus if you don't. Um, the Bible says, that for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Um, obviously, I'm a very good witness for that because I just mess up all the time. Um, but God sent his son, Jesus, from heaven to just die and be the perfect sacrifice uh, for our sins so that when God sees us, he doesn't see us as sinful beings. He sees us through the blood of Jesus, and that is how we can make it to heaven and have a relationship with him. So um, if you don't know him personally as your savior and have a relationship with him, we would like to invite you to do so because that is why we're doing this. We're doing this because we have relationships with Jesus and he means a lot to us. And we're just trying to grow closer to him each day and stand tall, wink, wink. And we, we enjoy talking about these struggles in the sense that, you know, there's this big um, kind of underlying theme, I think, especially for people who aren't very involved in church, the church people are just, you know, you dress up nice on Sundays and you never struggle. And that's just not the case. The point of the church is to support one another through our struggles. So um, we hope that talking about our struggles and being transparent will help you with your own because um, we don't expect perfection from anyone who listens to or reviews anything we do. And also know that if you're listening right now, we are genuinely praying for you. We pray that God's working in your heart. Um, we pray that we can help you however we can. Um, our goal with these podcasts is just to be transparent in ourselves um, so that maybe you know that you're not the only one struggling with something and that maybe we could help you while we try to help ourselves as best we can. Yeah, like I have a word of the month that I wrote on my calendar, and it is contentment. And the date right now that we're recording this is November 23rd, 2020. So I've just been meditating and pondering and praying about this word uh, the whole month, and I have definitely seen growth in this, but like what John said about admitting your struggles, I was praying, and I was like, God, I'm not content with my relationship with you. I want more. Uh, I desire other things more than I desire you oftentimes, and like that was already on my heart, but admitting it is just how we grow, because we just can't grow closer to God until we admit where there's a problem. Mm. So just being, and like I'm admitting all my struggles to however many people are listening to this. And it's kind of embarrassing. Uh, but at the same time, we're all humans and we all mess up. And I'd be a liar if I was sitting here trying to act perfect, which I'm not, obviously. <laughs> Very obviously. So the definition of contentment, according to Google, a state of happiness and satisfaction. But John and I don't really like that. You can explain why. Well, one, I don't really agree with the happiness I would say joy, and I'll get to that in a second. Um, I think you could be content where you are in Christ and not be, you know, super happy all the time. There's certainly valleys where you could be content um, that God's working in you. You know, James 1, 2 says, Consider pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds. Um, there are certainly seasons of life that aren't incredibly um, smiley on our end that God is working and we can find contentness in that. Um, I would change happiness to joy and satisfaction and that I think joy is a level above happiness. I think le happiness is dependent on situation. Yeah, happiness is temporary. And, and joy is found in the Lord. Mm -hmm. And that's something that can't really be contained by or can't really be um, reached by a circumstance or a certain season. Yeah, so next, I'm just kidding. I'm listening. Good. <laughs> that was really good, John. Good stuff. So, to conclude, we disagree with Google. <laughs> yeah, Google's wrong. 
So to talk about discontentment, our talk last episode about anxiety. So anxiety stems from our discontentment. We worry about things that we don't have. We worry about things because we're not content on the one who can fulfill all of the things that we're worried about. I think those things often become, you know, kind of idols or, or tiny gods over God. Um, when you're more concerned about um, a prayer God can answer for you or something you can have rather than just saying, well, I don't think you have to always just say, you know, God is with me, so, um, you know, everything's perfect in my life. Um, but, you know, I forget which psalm it is. I really should have wrote this down, but the psalmist says, uh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The whole idea there of, you know, sure, there are things in life that I could have that could help me here or whatever, but my shepherd is the perfect shepherd in Jesus Christ, so I don't really want anything else because that's enough for me. And if he gives me something else, praise his name, and if he doesn't, he's still enough. I don't think, you know, we need anything other than, other than that. Oftentimes we let our circumstances determine our discontentment. Yeah, like so, whatever our circumstances are, that's our level of contentment. When things aren't going our way or how we would want, are we still content with Christ? Because he hasn't changed. Our circumstances might change, but Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we just can't let what is going on in our lives determine our contentment our contentment needs to be determined by who jesus christ is and that will never change i think it's too a good way to find out where your contentment lies in because if your contentment changes it might not be in christ because christ doesn't change and if it's in the mm-hmm. world and things of the world <laughs> then it's probably likely to waver one way or the other so if if you find yourself in seasons i'm not saying again you have to be 100 percent happy with everything that's going on all the time but I think if your contentment's wavering that might be a sign that you're putting it in something that does and that wouldn't be Jesus Christ I don't think and if it isn't Jesus Christ then you know regardless of whatever season I think your contentment would stay strong and stay steadfast dang convicted (laughs) so I just want to challenge everyone like what we talked about earlier about admitting your struggles. I just want to say, if you think you are fully content with God, I believe you are lying to yourself. And we just need to understand that it was never supposed to be this way. Just life and our sinful nature. Yeah. We were made for another world and it's just important to remember that. So while it's hard to admit that you're not fully content with God, it's necessary to be able to admit that so we can just move forward and try to grow. And it's, while it does, it is hard to admit, but you shouldn't give yourself too hard of a time because like I said, we were made for another world and we're just not going to achieve this level of contentment on this side of the world. So John and I were eating the other night and we were talking about this. Obviously, I was struggling with it. And I was like, John, help. The huge. John said, if we were fully satisfied with Christ, we wouldn't sin anymore. And that just kind of opened my eyes. Uh, it's a good thing to strive to be content in your relationship with God. 
it's important to strive to be like Jesus, even though we never will on this side. Um, it was just really encouraging, <laughs> kind of encouraging, kind of like I'm such a simple person. Yeah, I don't think, like where Doug said earlier, like um, you said, if none of us are fully content in God, I don't think that's necessarily a slur. Like, I don't think you should hear that and say, oh, you know, Doug doesn't think I'm a good Christian or anything like that. You know, you look at the Bible, you think of someone like Paul, who is the greatest missionary we've ever seen, and so many verses of his are, you know, I constantly do what I don't want to. And um, I think one of it in second. Corinthians maybe he talks about where God had put them in a situation where they struggled to the point of wanting to die um, and thinking about that and you think about King David someone who no one would question King David's I mean it's a man after God's own heart you know, I don't think anyone would question that he certainly believes and so many of his psalms are him just saying God you know uh, I know you're there but I'm just not liking the season of life right now and I'm really struggling and I'm really hurting and I need you more now. So I don't think, you know, to say that we'll never be fully content isn't a slur. I think that's just, you know, that's par for the course on this side of the world. Mm -hmm. That's just a fact of life is that we will never be able to achieve the level of contentment that we desire. Because obviously I would like to be fully content with Christ and not need or desire anything else other than him. But I just, I can't achieve that right now. So John said something, he has a note here that he would like to discuss. Well, I was just, I sent this to Doug the other day, and what I said was, you know, I, uh, speaking of contentment, I'm content where I am today as, as much as I can manage. But I don't want to be in the same place spiritually in five years or one year or three months or one month from now, because my contentness is in the Lord. It's not in the situation, but one of the good things about the Lord is, you know, he is a never-ending well. So, you know, while I'm content where I am now, today, as I look back one year from now, I'm much further closer to the Lord than I was then. If I look back five years from now, it's night and day the difference that God has made in my heart. And so as we look at God as a never-ending well for our lives, it's important to be content with His presence being where we are right now, but to say that you don't want more of Him is just not to understand Him. But we, we never have to stop searching him deeper or learning him more because we'll never be able to fully understand him anyway. Mm -hmm. So to be content in the Lord is to continue to search him. But if I look back five years from now and I'm not any closer to him than I am now, then what am I doing? You know? Yeah, I remember I went to, I listened, even though I'm <laughs> saying something else. I listened. I remember going to like a church camp probably like six, seven years ago. And, like, I'm not even sure if Jesus was in my heart at the time. But they had us, like, think about, on a scale of 1 to 10, how close we were to God. And I was like, I'd give myself a 6 out of 10. I don't do anything too bad. False. Obviously, yeah, very, <laughs> very false. But obviously, now, I am much closer to Christ than I was then. But since I am, I just, the Holy Spirit has convicted me to where I see so much more of my sin and it feels like I'm still a 6 out of 10, but the scale, the 10 just keeps getting higher and higher. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. So, that is, I know what you mean about that. The important thing is that we strive to be content and desire to want Jesus first. Because that's all we can do. All we can do is 
seek God's heart and just be obedient to Him. Sure. Yeah, I really like what you said about you don't want to be in the same place like ever. You want to continue to grow and just be more content in Him than you are today. And that's something that I try to do every single day. He's faithful to finish what He started. Mm-hmm. I want to be here in five years. I want to be further along in my walk. Yeah. Same. Same. <laughs> Same here, Jonathan. So I'm going to read Philippians 4, 11 through 13. Uh, stand for the reading of God's Word, unless you're driving. Then please just stay seated, because... You know, that'd be really stupid to try to stand while you drive. Okay, this is ESV once again. Not that I'm speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low. I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So I want to re-emphasize the importance of just getting strength in our quiet time with Jesus. Uh, I remember I've been pretty solid about being in the Word every single morning for the past like, two months. Uh, but one morning I went hunting, in, like bow hunting for deer and whatnot, obviously. I don't think I need to explain that, but <laughs> I've made it this far. So yeah, bow hunting for a deer in a tree stand, if you didn't piece that together by now. And I woke up really early, obviously, because I wanted to be out there before sunrise, and I didn't read my word. It wasn't the first thing that I did that morning, and I was like, I'm not going to be around people to where it'll affect me. Like, surely I can make it several hours before I get into my quiet time with God. But the whole time I was in that tree stand, it just, it was horrible, <laughs> you know? Like, I was like, like, obviously God was still with me, but... I didn't let God speak to me that morning. I didn't speak to him. I just got into a tree stand with no living water being poured into me. Um, it was just, it was really bad. Like I was surrounding myself with anxieties and just overthinking, just something that I didn't think would happen just simply by going into a tree stand without reading my word. So I just want to reemphasize how important that is because we might not be doing anything significant for the day, but just starting your day off with Jesus is just the most important thing that I, most important advice that I can give for that. And that's dependent on the Word of God. That's not dependent on the season. Like it says in Philippians that Doug just read, Paul talks about, um, you know, it's, what is it in verse 11? He says, regardless of I've had good seasons and I've had bad seasons. Like we talked about earlier, the only thing that hasn't changed is, is Jesus Christ in my heart. And so, you know, obviously what Doug just said, it wasn't because um, the morning was, you know, too different or he was in a different season. It was dependent on, are you looking at Jesus in the face or not? Mm -hmm. Are you, have you set your feet on the rock or not? And if you're not, you're going to be set on the sand. And it's, it's less pleasant on the sand, for sure. Sand sucks. The sand sucks. All right, athletes. <laughs> Philippians 4.13. This is for you. Get called out, athletes. Yep. Paul wrote this, so you can dunk a basketball. That's right. You I can do can, all I things. Can, I can do all things. Nope. Okay, yeah. That was not written for athletes. That was not written, written for uh, gym posters. Yeah. Uh, I've been just waiting for the opportunity to make fun of athletes who are like, what up, Philippines 413, I'm going to win this basketball game. But 
we draw. Uh, I'm sorry. That's funny. <laughs> we are able to be content through Jesus who strengthens us. He is the source of just these things. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. It's not saying um, we can just do whatever we want. We have to be abiding in him and doing his will and just seeking his face. And uh, that way through him, we can do all of those things like being content. Cause that is what led to Philippians 4.13, Paul speaking on circumstances and contentment. You know, like that, that kind of makes me think of what we started with, with the prosperity gospel, you know, it's not about, you know, through Christ, I can get whatever my heart desires. That's just not the case. But what he's saying there, you know, in 11 and 12, in verse 11 and 12, he kind of prefaces it by saying, you know, what we just talked about, where he's like, you know, I've I've been the leader of a Roman, um, um, leader of a Roman kind of sect. And I've had really high seasons of life regarding that. And I've been in prison multiple times. But he's saying, you know, my strength doesn't come from that. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He's saying through Jesus Christ, no season of life is too unbearable to overcome. And Jesus is the strength and Jesus is the ability to do that. So um, while we're not doubting uh, you as the listener, while we're not doubting your ability to dunk a basketball, um, we're saying that Philippians 4.13 is probably not hinting towards that. Yeah. The main idea here is that Christ is our source of power and is consistent in different seasons of life. It's the opposite to make it about ourselves and what we can do. Sure. All right, time for personal. Yay. As if it hasn't been personal enough. Yeah, let's make it a little more personal. Here's my life and struggles. Okay, so I want a wife and children. My full name is Douglas Edward Workman Jr., and I would just love to have Douglas Edward Workman III just like roll, crawling and rolling and running around. I think that'd be sweet. Uh, this itself isn't an impure desire. Like, God created marriage and kids you know <laughs> but it does become sinful when i desire these things more than i desire jesus and that is what makes this an idol am i idolizing this desire you know me and doug actually uh we talked about this pretty recently um because you know both of us are early 20s single guys uh, we love the lord and you know life is something that's obviously on our heart um, we both talked about in seasons of life, you know, that um, we we would pray or read more when we feel like it would be earning us a wife or it would be earning us a relationship. And that's not really the right way to approach the Word, I don't think. We talked about that being unhealthy, and we talked about, you know, you don't approach the Word of God wondering what it's going to earn you. You approach the Word of God wondering what, you know, it can grant you as far as peace as far as knowing the Lord more, as far as knowing him mm -hmm. and not what he gives you. And so I, I don't think that's healthy to do that and to say, okay, God, um, on a 10 day streak here and I haven't been blessed yet. What gives? Oh, shoot. Um, <laughs> so that, that's just, we, we talked about that and, and that's something we've struggled with before, both of us. Oh yeah. Um, and I don't think that's healthy at all. No, that's, Sinful. That's prosperity gospel. Exactly. What can God give me if I'm doing stuff for Him? Yeah, exactly. That is trying to earn not only our salvation, that is trying to earn just things. We have to remember we were made for another world, people. 
So I want to ask, do you have any idols in your life? Not John, the listener. And as we just learned, an idol doesn't necessarily mean a golden calf statue, even though... I was though, going to say I just built a golden calf last night. Those, those memes are hilarious. Golden calf memes. Moses coming down the hill. But, um, <laughs> yeah, not stuff like that necessarily, but just think, like, are you desiring anything more than you're desiring Jesus? If so, it's an idol. Good news, we are bought by the blood, and he forgives us for this, and we're just not expected to be able to not have those things, because we are sinful people, uh, but just trying to make our focus and just put that on Jesus. Do you rely on anything else to provide happiness and satisfaction? Here's a little tidbit. Everything else fails. All is vanity. Jesus Christ is the same forever. Ecclesiastes, all is vanity. Nothing else matters other than him. And I would say, too, you know, to ask these questions to yourself, you know, that we're asking, like, do you have any idols? And does anything else maybe come before Jesus as far as um, your, like, how, what determines your mood or how you treat people? Um, I don't think it's a bad question to ask. And I think, you know, asking yourself that right now, I think you, you could certainly probably think of a few things off the top of your head. Um, I don't think that stops. You know, we talked earlier about, um, you'll probably never be 100% sinless or content on this side of glory, um, you know, until Jesus calls us home or come gets us. Um, I think it, it becomes a problem when we aren't willing to acknowledge it and we aren't willing to, to ask God for help in these things. And so to continue, and that's what, you know, obviously one of the most frequent actions of the believers to continue in repentance and to continue denying the flesh. And that's a daily action. That's not like, oh, I listened to Standing Tall podcast this morning and realized my faults, and so I'm going to try to do better, and now I'm good. Um, it, it's definitely something that, you know, if, if me and Doug look at this and discontentment in our lives, let's say we nail that down, there's certainly going to be five things pop up that we need to work on still. And once, if we could even get those nailed down, if that was even possible, there would certainly be other things like to say you know, oh, I'm struggling with this, let me fix it, that's not a one-time thing. That's consistent, and that's just what happens when we battle with the flesh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we just, we have to remember that despite having many idols in our lives, uh, this, like, wanting a wife and kids, that's not the only idol in my life, I'm sure. It's just the one that, like John said, we're early 20s single guys. It's just what's been on our heart lately. Uh, despite having many different types of idols in our lives, God loves us and is with us through that. And nothing we can, nothing we do can change that, no matter how wicked our sin is, like having idols. We have been saved by grace through faith alone, not our works, not what we can give to God. Nothing can change what Jesus has done for us. I think it's fair to say, you know, um, whenever we... We do have a wife and kids, you know, and, you know, if and when the Lord answers that for us, you know, different issues, different idolatries in our own lives and different issues will certainly pop up. That certainly won't solve our heart problem. Um, and it's definitely a lifetime issue, not a seasonal issue. Marriage without Christ, you know, has a whole unique of issues on itself. I was telling Doug this the other day, um, you know, 
we have obviously our struggles as single men and if you're listening single men and women um and obviously marriage is a good goal and you know whatever goal you're struggling for uh if it's godly it's certainly not a bad thing to want but like regarding us i think you know marriage certainly comes with its own list of hardships and issues and you know if, if you're struggling with christ now um i think you know those struggles are certainly going to amplify as soon as you put another soul into the mix that you have to try to take care of yeah that's scary honestly um so like what i said last episode these things are heart issues not a things issue so god giving you what you're praying for or what you are desiring that's not going to fix the issue because we'll just find other things to be discontent about in our lives. We just have to make sure our contentment is in Jesus and Jesus alone and not our circumstances, not our things, not things that are in this earth. So I'm going to list some really important practical ways to strive toward contentment. Spend time with God. That's an easy one. That's it. That's an easy one, and that's it. That is literally what we need to do. We need to spend time with God, know Him more, and just seek His face. And if we do that, we can be more content. Like you said, you want to be more content in a month, in a day, than you are right now. And just striving for that by spending time with God and just seeking Him is how we can achieve that goal of just progressive contentment. The most frustrating thing about it is it's not complicated. We try to make it like, we try to look up, oh, you know, what kind of popular Christian book can I buy? Or, you know, um, trendy kind of theology could I apply myself to? And we're not spending time with the Lord and we're not committing ourselves to prayer and we're not reading the word and really taking it in. And I think we have to ask ourselves, you know, how many trendy things or, you know, temporary fixes can we have before we say, okay, God, it's you, and I need you, and I need prayer. We were at BCM this past week, and Caleb Wise, uh, Caleb, if you're listening, shout out to Caleb Wise. Um, he talked about how if you spend 15 minutes a day, and then he did the math on how many, how long that is a year and stuff, um, but if you spend just 15 minutes a day in prayer with the Lord, that would be enough to qualify him as like one of your best friends. Like more, You'd spend more time with him throughout the year than almost anyone else and you know the bible talks so much about how um it talks in a negative light i think in proverbs where it talks about you know if you have bad company and you have bad friends then you're gonna be likely to start to act like them and talk like them but you know if you think if you go through a year and the person you've spent the most time with one-on-one intentionally is the lord then what there's no odds that that wouldn't change you and there's no odds that that wouldn't make you more like him over time mm-hmm. bad company ruins good morals that's it I think that's first corinthians so not proverbs i thought it sounded like a proverb i'm sure there's a proverb that says something like that proverbs has everything <laughs> so admit that you have a problem because like we said you're just not going to be fully content if you're a human and if you're listening to this you're more than likely a human maybe your dog is with you I don't know, but... Maybe your dog has contentment issues. Yeah, your dog's not content with its chew toys. 
So just admit you have a problem, and that is the way that you can start fixing it. So we will not be able to fully rid our lives of idolatry and discontentment while we are on this earth, but through God's pruning and grace, he is faithful to help us grow closer to him, which will help us to desire him more and other things less. We just have to remember that we are not made for this world. If we seek Jesus and make him our number one priority, that is how we can glorify him and stand tall for Christ regarding contentment. So I think that's all we have. Uh, this is a little shorter than last week. We just thank you guys again for listening. Follow on Instagram on memes underscore four underscore believers. Uh, if you're listening to this, you probably know me. So just text me. Give us some feedback. Give us some other things to talk about. I'm sure I'll struggle with something next week and talk to John about it, and it'll inspire us it to talk about something spark. else. Yeah, it'll spark a podcast. Yeah. But we thank you for listening. We genuinely are praying for whoever listens to this. Uh, we just thank you guys, and we'll see you next time, Lord willing. Thank you. God bless.